and welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product, or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. And welcome to episode seven, four ways to grow your sales. So we're all going to be talking about growth today. And growing your business can be painful, uh, particularly in the competitive bidding space. And we've all experienced this uh, symptoms of poor and unpredictable you know, sales or revenue generation, you know, you feel as though you work, you're working, you're working harder, but you're not actually generating any traction. And sometimes sales can be very unpredictable. And, you know, one month your team is completely um, maxed out and other weeks they're sitting idly by waiting for business to come in. You're incurring costs, but you're not making any money. And often your costs do rise faster than your revenues. All of our costs are going up. So we need to find profitable work. And new customers are hard to come by. And even the newer ones, because they don't have such a great relationship with us yet, they tend to take a little bit longer to pay us and can be a little bit more risky. And you know, revenue by salesperson can be a little bit unpredictable. You know, one year they'll have a banner year and the next there's a big dip. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So um, what we're going to focus on is, you know, how do we use our prospecting in four different ways to make sure that we've got predictable, healthy pipelines. Now, interestingly, uh, uh, we conducted a study of uh, a lot of commercial salespeople to find out what they did during their week. And obviously, they're doing a lot of work servicing. Many are account managers. Many are fulfilling those contracts that they've sold. They're attending to problems. So they're, 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 they've got to put the account into the system. They've got to do all the emailing. They've got to do the estimating and pricing, or at least coordinate with their internal teams and then get that information back to their prospective prospects. There may be actually uh, running jobs, definitely going to be managing, dealing with change orders and work in progress. And then you may also be involved in getting your customers to to pay uh, the bills and so that you collect the cash. And when we looked at very effective, very professional commercial salespeople, we discovered the amount of time they were actively prospecting. And you have a little think about that. If you're a salesperson, you ought to be going out and trying to find new customers. What do you think the percentage of their week was spent prospecting? The answer is uh, just 6%. 6%. Now, that's just because th- these jobs handling these installations, handling construction management, talking to the general contractor, managing the bids, it takes a lot of time to uh, do that. And so you get distracted. You don't pick up the phone and find new people to call. And sometimes it's a little difficult to do that. We get a little bit out of practice. Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about four ways in which you can grow your revenues. I call it the four R's of revenue generation. And those R's are reconnect, 
reap, reach, and referral. So reconnect is all about awakening forgotten or past relationships. Reap is harvesting all of the work that's currently in your pipeline. You've already put those bids in. You've already got sales campaigns ongoing. We want to reap that harvest. Reach is about prospecting for new opportunities. It's reaching out for new relationships, new companies, new general contractors. And referral is how do we actually turn one project, one job into many? Do a great job, ask for a referral, get another piece of work or more pieces of work. So let's take each of those elements in turn and I'll give you some tips to be able to navigate each one of those effectively. So reconnecting with past customers. I mean, many of you are in multi-generational businesses. Uh, your company might have been in place 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. In fact, I worked with one company, one commercial contracting company, had been in business over 30 years. I think it was 37. And, you know, they'd completed some 10,000 jobs. And so I asked the owners, okay, look, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll put a campaign together to reach out and reconnect with some of your old contacts. Can you give me a list of those 10,000 jobs, the owner, the GC that you were dealing with, uh, the end user that we were dealing with? And, you know, we can reach out. You obviously did good work for them. And st stunningly, they couldn't, they couldn't give me that list because, yes, they'd invoiced these people, but in the passage of time, people couldn't quite remember who the project manager was on that job, you know, who the ultimate customer was. They've just got an invoice address. They had no CRM, Client Relationship Management System. Now, if you're in this business, repeat business is absolutely vital to you and you must have a CRM in place. If you don't have one, I have one that I can let you have that will help you mine, keep keep all that intelligence and to be able to reconnect with them. But you should be able to, you know, off the top of your head uh, or with a little bit of rooting around, find 20, 30, 40 people who you've got good relationships with, relatively recent work within the last three to five years, what you would, what I would suggest that you do is just send them, you know, a simple email. Just remind them of who you are. Show them that you care. And what I like to do is, is, is like, you know, sending a, sending a love letter, pen a little note. You can send it by email or even a handwritten note on a postcard is very, very effective because who gets handwritten notes in the mail these days? Nobody. So if you wrote one, you would stand out. So, and, and then in that note or email, make it really, really in a straightforward conversation as if you had bumped into them in Starbucks when you were standing in line waiting for your latte. And you'd say something like, are you still interested in that new HVAC system? Or, you know, is it 
time for us to come back and do that remodeling you were looking for question mark let me know and it, it begs it begs an answer very very simple so if you did that for 20 30 of your past contacts i guarantee a they would um, uh, very much appreciate it and b some of them will come back and say, you know what, we were thinking about that and let's come and have a conversation. And that's what you want to drive revenue. You want more sales conversations. And this is the easy way to do it. So that's the, that's the reconnect strategy. I know you will have been diligently submitting many competitive bids and putting endless hours together to make those bids as compelling as possible, as complete with all of the drawings, the estimates, the takeoffs, the material, the estimates of supply chain, uh, managing all those contingencies. There's a lot of work and those, those bids are sitting in your sales pipeline. So the pipeline is that process that takes a cold lead, warms them up into a sales lead, generates quotes and bids, runs a campaign, closes that campaign, and ultimately leads into billable work. Well, you will have lots and lots of bids in that process. And depending upon the complexity of your product, your service, your installation timeline, and if you're working with um, general contractors, these timelines can be, you know, three to 24 months. So if you don't have a system to manage those activities and remind you when you need to be following up, a lot of those things are going to drop through the cracks. And that, that's one observation I've seen with working with commercial contractors is many, many of those bids don't make it all the way through the pipeline. Good work has been put in place, but we haven't actually followed up and closed the deal. So take a look at your pipeline. And a good way to do that is you, you at least need to know whether they have, uh, you know, have you won or have you lost? have you lost that deal so that you can actually estimate, calculate what your win rate is. So if you know that you're winning 30% of your bids, then in, and the average value of those bids, you know what bid level you need to be submitting in order to meet your annual goals. So really focus on that. And then the second thing is to track the age of those opportunities in your pipeline. So typically, uh, uh, you know, you won't you won't know the outcome, you know, in, in less than 10 days. You know, you could range it 10 to 30, 31 to 60, 61 to 90, 91 to 120, and 120 days and later. And what I've seen, you know, the area where bids go stale is in that 30 to, uh, you know, 60 day, uh, even the 61 to 90 day age range. So it hasn't immediately converted into a deal. The sale hasn't been made and it just sort of kind of sits there in the pipeline and you don't know the outcome. The the, the danger is to be passive and to wait until your prospective customer calls you and says, hey, we need more information 
or yes, you've won this bid, or no, that you haven't. That's a very passive way to respond. You want to be able to call those people up, find out, you know, where are we with the bid? What's the progress on this project? When are you likely to make a decision? You indicated this was the kind of date that you would be making your decision. What what information what information can you can you give me? And so you're proactively following up. Again, now you need to have a structured pipeline so that when you come in every day, you can look at those activities that you need to be focusing on. In that sales pipeline bid process, one best practice we identified was whether those bids were submitted electronically or where they were presented in person uh, or in the height of COVID, at least they were presented in some kind of Zoom forum where you could really communicate a little better. They could actually see you and talk to you. And what we found was for this commercial contracting uh, company, when the bid rate, when the bid was submitted just electronically and sent, obviously with a lot of email traffic and correspondence, the win rate was 18%. So about, you know, one in one in five win one of five of those deals. When that bid was presented in person or by a Zoom meeting where you took them through the bid, the 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 win rate um, doubled to 37%, went from 18% to 37%. So winning more than one in three as opposed to one in five. So the top tip for you in the REAP phase is to get that face time, get in front of your prospects early on in the bid process. And even when the bid has been in there a long time, engineer a conversation, engineer a face-to-face or a Zoom to talk about the bid and where it is in the whole process. Let's turn our attention to the third R of our revenue generation, and that is reach, the, prospe- the, the, the process of prospecting for new clients. I call it is how you get the first hello. And in, in sales, in your world, there, there are really two key processes. There is the uh, getting to hello process, and then there's the hello to close process. Now the hello to close process is what we're all we're all good at that, relatively good. We've got a warm lead, we've got a relationship, and we are shepherding them through a known bid process where we respond accordingly. A lot easier to do that, and many salespeople have become very very successful in building those warm relationships to the extent that they don't go out and build any new relationships because they are harvesting that that hello to close process. They have enough warm relationships that they're able to do that. What we uh, found, particularly during the pandemic era, was when business dropped, when uh, clients were closing their doors and businesses needed, you know, contracting businesses needed to go out and get more revenue, where they had been getting their existing revenues from was dwindling. And so they needed to go out and find new sources of revenue. And they found that incredibly 
challenging. So that getting to hello is not a core competence of many. And it can be quite challenging and difficult. So if we if we can avoid it, we can. Now, there are two ways to uh, get to more hellos. The first way is do more do more prospecting, do more reaching out, do more calls, uh, make more telephone calls. And the second is to take away that cold calling from talented salespeople who are also doing bid management, account management, and give it to, you know, an inside or outside sales team, so a lead factory, if you will. And those leads are then fed to your very effective closing people. So on the first one, making more prospecting activities is really a discipline. It's a sales discipline, and the best salespeople have uh, identified who they're going to call, and they have a calling plan. So every week when you come into the office or if you're in front of, you know, you're driving your truck around, you need to be making at least five new prospect calls a day. That's 25 a week. And if you get into the discipline of making five calls between eight and 10 in the morning, it doesn't take long to make those calls, you will forever change the quality of your pipeline and you will double the amount of sales conversations. Because think about it, the way to increase sales, it is far easier to double your activity, the number of sales conversations you have, rather than double your conversion rate. Because when you're in a competitive bid, you can only move the dial so much on conversion rate. If you apply yourself to more activity focused on prospecting, that will have the biggest impact on performance. So method one is make it a discipline. Make sure you identify, sit down on Sunday, have your list out and say, these are the five people I'm going to call Monday. These are the five on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and make it a discipline. The second thing to do is to have an engine that will generate leads. I call this the lead factory. So let's say, for example, you're selling HVAC equipment. Your target audience might be property managers. You can be sending out emails and advertising to the property managers in your area and saying, are you interested in you know, speaking to us about that? And if they put their hand up and say, yes, that lead is then passed to one of the closing salespeople. And uh, I've actually developed a lead factory that will deliver to you, um, you know, 10 to 100 leads per month, depending upon your your ability to absorb that. So if you want a lead generation system so you can feed those hungry salespeople, um, let me know and I can talk to you about that. The last pillar of the four R's is all about referrals. So it's it really needs to be a, a process because occasionally we'll ask for a, a referral, but it's very loose so when you're, when you're talking to a new customer, 
you know, one of the expectations you should set early on is, look, I'm going to, I'm really keen to get your business. We're going to demonstrate how we're going to get this done for you on time. You'll be delighted with the way that we resolve it. I know there are going to be many problems because in a construction environment, unseen things happen and we're going to respond to those and help you navigate that so your project gets delivered on time and within budget. And if everything goes really well, I want you to be truly delighted. And, you know, I'll be asking you at that point, if you're, if you're really happy to, you know, give us, you know, a referral from your own network. So set that expectation very early on up front. And then as you're going through that bid process, you know, remind them that your goal is to deliver a delighted customer a great project and for you, uh, my customer, to sing our praises and give us referrals to other uh, associates and co- and companies, and so there is an expectation that they will that they will do that. A, a lot easier to do when you've put that in their head over the a period of time. The second thing is in terms of making a d- discipline is each week you probably have a sales meeting in your organisation, or you talk about the jobs that are ongoing, or about to be completed, or or just have have the team. It may not be you in sales who is delivering the project. You may have a project team is doing that, and the project manager, the installation crew have done done all of that. But have a review and say what went well. Um, Is the project you know completed? And at that point, ask you know, can we call up and ask for a referral? So you'll have several jobs that have been completed. Call up, very natural conversation. Hope you're happy with what we've done. Yes. Well, is there somebody else in your organisation? Particularly if you're talking, if you're working with a general contractor, they'll have multiple decision makers, multiple project managers, multiple project executives who you can talk to. The third thing is be very, very specific about who you want a referral to. I mean, if you go up to somebody and say, hey, do you mind giving me a, a, a referral? They'll say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I'll have to think about that. Well, make it easy for them. Look on their LinkedIn network, see who they're connected with. Okay, you, you know, we're working with so-and-so in, in this division. Uh, I know you're connected with Joe. He runs um, this other division. Would you be kind enough to uh, give Joe a call and say, we'll be, we'll be giving them a call and we're good people to talk to. And they'll say yes and encourage them to make that call, tee it up or send an email and then you follow up on that. So make it very, very easy for them to follow up. I remember uh, uh, I was um, one of the most effective um, examples of that was uh, I got a, I got a call from a personal clothing company, Tom James. And uh, this lady called me and said, hey, I was talking to one of your associates um, and they said that you were, you know, you were, you know, in business and you do a lot of business meetings. You know, we, we offer clothing for, you know, business people. I'd like to come over and show you some of our uh, clothing and see if some of that would be relevant for you. And because they'd used somebody that I knew, 
I was a little bit intrigued. I was a little disarmed and said, sure. So she came over to uh, the house and did a fitting and showed me the catalogue. And I needed some business, you know, jackets and trousers. So it was a very um, enjoyable experience. And at the end of that conversation, she said, Mick, I wondered if you would just sit with me for a second. I've printed out all of your first contacts on LinkedIn who were here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, there was, I mean, there's I forget how many people are there, 20 or 30 people that she'd pulled out. She said, I wonder, you know, could we go through those and let me know you know, whether, you know, what kind of work they do and whether they would be relevant. And she went through one by one. She left my house with 20 <laughs> leads with with phone numbers and, you know, a commitment from me that, uh, you know, she could use my name and say, hey, Mick Holly said that uh, you may be interested in them working with him. And boy, what a way to grow the business. And her prospecting was so easy because she got names, email, and a good referral. So I would encourage you to make that referral process systematic and disciplined. Well, that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. So the four R's, um, obviously, as we talked about, reconnect with your past customers Reap, make sure that you harvest that pipeline that you're being proactive. Reach out to new people, make it a discipline to make five sales calls a day or build your own lead factory. And I can generate those leads for you so that you can feed your salespeople with warm leads who are interested in your product or services. And lastly, make referral, make more work a discipline. Don't just think about selling one job because all you'll ever get is 30% of those, right? If you've got bids out there, and you win one in three, at best you'll win You'll win 30%. Whereas if you think, well, how can I turn one job into many? You can get multiple jobs, uh, even if you don't win that particular one. So try and get those referrals to turn one job into many when you do do a good job. Make sure that you, you've earned the right to ask the question to get them to referral. Don't be bashful about that. Do it in a nice, proactive way. I've summarised all of these techniques and more into a four R's of predictable revenue generation guide. You can get that on the website at sellthesizzle.net in the show notes. So take a look at that and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. hope you enjoyed that. Uh, please, if you enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect. Let us know. Put some comments in there. That would be fantastic. And if you want more show notes and review some of the other episodes, please go to sellthesizzle.net. That's sellthesizzle.net. See you next week. <laughs>